Hi there. I'm Bunny Terry, and you're listening to the I Love New Mexico podcast. Whether you're a native New Mexican who's lived here for your entire life, or you're just considering a visit, this episode is for you. Join us as we share a lot of New Mexico stories, talk about all things New Mexico, and include topics like what's magical here, where you ought to visit, what's happening, and the things you absolutely cannot miss in the land of enchantment. We're excited that you're here, and we can't wait to show you what an amazing place New Mexico is. Because, let's face it, I love New Mexico. One of our goals here is to share stories that you might not hear elsewhere, and to introduce you to people that are unique in the state of New Mexico, and today's podcast is no exception. Before we begin, I'm going to ask your patience because um, we have a guest today that's 90 years old, and the other guest is 88. And so, um, as one would hope, when one is 90 years old, um, I'm asking for your patience because this podcast guest tends to talk slowly. He's very thoughtful. He has great stories to tell. And... He just happens to be my dad, Kenneth Terry. And the other guest is my mom, Betty Terry. They were both born in Quay County in eastern New Mexico. Uh, my dad in 1932, my mom in 1934. And they've seen and experienced parts of New Mexico and events in New Mexico that most of us would only read about in history books. And I sat down with them over a period of several days and just asked them to tell stories about what they remembered best. My dad has some funny stories about traveling to Albuquerque on Highway 66. They like talking about um, the Depression and the WPA projects. But most of all, they are the reason that I love New Mexico so much. They are full of life and full of interest in where they are. And they're so, so, you know, my favorite thing about um, the people that, that I find the most fascinating is they're not only interesting, they're interested. So I'd ask you to um, take a listen, enjoy, and Devote yourself to being interesting and interested in what's happening around you, especially in the land of enchantment. So here we go. I hope you enjoy it. Okay, Dad, so I'm going to hand the mic to you, and you just tell the first thing you want to talk about that you remember about your New Mexico story. Well, when I think about New Mexico and living in New Mexico these 90 years and I go thinking back there's lots of things I forgot and there's lots of things I remember I guess probably the first thing I think about is family 
the first thing I remember is don't chase the chickens. Don't chase the chickens? Yeah. Don't kick the dog. Don't walk out in front of the neighbors. See me like there's always don't do this and do that. But I guess the thing I remember is because I was the littlest one was how everybody treated me as I remember kind of like as a china doll or something except the older brothers and I was certainly a pain to them I guess the story I remember is when you come from a long line of kids and all of them are born in the house with the midwife, what do you do with the other ones? I remember the story when I first came. You gotta go down to that far corner of quarter mile. And we want you all we'll come get you. Just stay down there. Was that yeah. was that when Granny was in labor? Yes. Oh yeah. She'd send the kids down to the corner of the Yeah. Oh. And why that stuck with me, I don't know. And then always the remarks I'd hear from the older brothers, especially. Maybe the cows would get him before he gets out of <laughs> We what? don't need no more kids around here. <laughs> That's one of the first things I remember. The rest of it until I was... Walking age and doing age, I don't remember much. Except there was always somebody watching over me. Well, didn't your brothers try to scare you all the time? Oh, Lord, yes, from the time I was born. Marvin and I was close enough that, especially the older sisters who was around spent the half of time trying to figure out how to have Halloween every weekend, every night, like waiting for bedtime and stuff with carbs and dresses, masks. And so who, who's, how does it go? Who was the oldest? How does it go for all the kids in your family? Who's Henry and then Thelma? No, Henry then Rody. And then Rody. And then Janie. Janie and then Florence. And then Milton. Oh, and then Thelma. But mostly the ones who signed scarce was Thelma and Laverne and Florence when she was there. Of course, Rody was off having a family of her own because 
in her family I had three or four nieces who was older than me since she was the oldest sister. And the one that's left is Nell, right? Nell's the only one left. And how old is she? Ninety-one. She's ninety. She ninety-one, mom. Ninety-one. And uh, Audrey and Aline and all them was older than me. Cause there's quite a few with five older sisters. Well, and, and a lot of nieces. Well, and Henry had kids that were older than you too, right? Yeah, Henry had two kids when he passed away and she was carrying another one. Oh, which one was that? Linda. You got to speak up, Mom. You can jump right in. <laughs> <laughs> I'd prompt in him. Merle was six or seven. Melba was two when their daddy, years when, when Henry died. Yeah. And then Linda come all the along afterwards. Well, okay, so now let's ask Mom. Mom, you tell what's the because I I do want to say here that um you're you both live in the same county where you were born, right? Right. Yeah, just a few miles from each other. Farming community, big families, and it's between Logan and San Juan in Quay County. Little community called Porter. Very good school. We all went to school together and uh, friendly. I think that's the thing I like about New Mexico now is that, to me, a little community like we have had then and got lots of advice, but I always knew that I was loved. We all worked hard. Our, our dads farmed, and my dad and, and Ken's dad both raised broom corn, and broom corn is a hard crop that takes a lot of hand labor, so oh. all the neighbors. So what was it for? To make brooms. Yeah. <laughs> Before you made brooms out of synthetic. You, you had to pull that straw out of the sheet, the stalk. And uh, neighbors all went from one house to another, exchanging work and working for each other. Uh, back when we were young, Chris and I, had to work one row of broom corn together to keep up with everybody else, and we didn't keep up, but our dad paid us a little bit, and we we spent lots of hours sitting and looking at the Sears Roebuck catalog to see how much money we could spend on a little bit of school clothes, probably shoes and coats, and, and uh, my mother sewed all of our dresses. What year were you born? I was born in 1934, uh, just almost at the end of the Depression, and so there's lots of sad stories about along about that time, but I was too young to be involved in any of that. And I think that I like New Mexico because I like the Four Seasons, Four definite seasons. My favorite is the autumn, and our climate is not what anybody would desire, but it's just what I like. And uh, okay. I think that we're very blessed. Well, let me 
Okay, so I want to ask another question. Um, what do you, do either of you have a memory of the Dust Bowl? Were you too little to remember the Dust Bowl? I remember how the Dust Bowl to be bad. And one of the things that would make you think of it, the wind was so violent then. When we'd come in from school, Mom always had something, cornbread or something. But you didn't dare touch that old home comfort stove. It had the pipe going out because of the electricity generator power would jump your fingers at that stove. Oh, because of the wind? Because the wind was creating, creating that electricity, and uh -huh. the spark would jump three to four inches. Wow! Uh, and I remember how she tried to keep the dust down when lots of times she needed a new broom and didn't have enough money to buy a new broom. And every once in a while, we had. Enough milk money for her to get another piece of an organ, but never complete cover them old wood floors. But at least it'd make it a lot easier to clean. And as far as the dust bowl, but a lot of people was having trouble breathing and stuff like that because of the dirt and the dust. I can vaguely remember standing out in our yard and we were all would all be out there looking to the north usually is where it would become black. It was a black sandstorm and I, I had to be very, very young. It didn't mean anything to me. When the the sandstorms began to mean something to me was after we were married and lived in the weaning house over there, three little rooms. And, and uh, that was before they deep plowed the fields. And so the sand was horrible. And we put quilts over the doors and the windows. But every night before we would go to bed, we I didn't think we could go to bed until it was all cleaned out. And many times we used shovels wow. to sweep the dirt up in shovels to carry out of our little house. And then I'd mop and then we'd go to bed and the next day might, might be the same thing over again. But uh, we lived through it. I remember the, this part of New Mexico was Sandy land country, anyway. As a matter of fact, my folks left Oklahoma to come to this country because it was sandier. And sandy land country with grew better watermelons in the old tight land in Oklahoma. That's the main reason they moved. And so that left the, when you didn't have enough rain to get the ground covered with grass and stuff, it would blow it out. And the tumbleweeds would come up 
and before you could get my poor dad spent part of his life during that throwing the tumbleweeds over praying they'd go to the neighbors and get away <laughs> from his but there'd always be some stick and I remember as a little bitty fella me and Marvin and Ellie would have to get in that old wagon and old Nig and John pulling that wagon and they were the horses, right? Yeah, that's yeah. his name, mm -hmm. John Nig. And John or Nig was kind of like part of the family. Pop throw in all the old posts and stays, as they call it, part of posts and stuff, because that sand started growing. In, in two days' time, it would cover a fence completely. Wow. Cows could just walk over it. So we'd have to take the horses and wire it to the old post and then take it either new wire or pull up that wire out, put it up higher on the. A lot of them old fences in bad spots would be as high as seven feet tall. Cows could still walk over them from the sand and pile up wow. when the tumbleweeds was down on them. And John and Nig lived it and done pretty well. And we was always tired and give up. Because you got to run the cows back in before you fix the fence because they've already been out. So during the Dust Bowl days, you didn't get to stay home. We fixed a lot of them when the wind was blowing. You'd think sure your eyes was going out. And then when Mom got a hold of you trying to get the sand out of your ears, <laughs> we didn't have showers. We didn't have running water. We had to run and get the water. And try to get sand off of you. But you said during the dust bowl, you literally had to sleep in sand because it was a matter of fact, it was a matter of life, but you couldn't keep it out. So you were little, really little. Both of you were really little oh. during the Dust Bowl. But t so did both of your dads during the Depression work? They had WPA jobs, didn't they? Mom, you tell us first. Uh, yeah, very much. WPA dad worked on uh, roads, some bridges. He was not at home all the time. But... Uh, were they close by? Most of the jobs were pretty close by. I I don't remember a whole lot of details about it, but I can remember the, listening to them talk about it. didn't mean anything to me. I, I know we were poor, but, uh, you know, it didn't, didn't hit me that it hurt me very much. We always had food on the table, biscuits and gravy and sometimes mush for supper. Uh, we killed our own animals, 
made lard or used lard and made soap and rendered lard and put the sausage into socks of like big socks and hung in the top of the barn and hung the hams and the bacons and and uh, canned everything, had big gardens, canned it all. We, we didn't suffer. I didn't suffer a bit. I, I, I'm sure my parents did, but I didn't. It was just, we had fun. We laid out in the yard at night on quilts, no air conditioning, so the houses were hot, but we all laid out in the yard on quilts and told stories and looked up in the sang songs my dad loved to sing and and encouraged all of us to try to sing my older sisters all sang me and Christelle were too little and too stubborn I guess we didn't do much of that but our my older sisters did but later in life we always Ken and I always said we look, looked up in the sky and saw those lights up in the sky and wondered what on earth they were because they were stars that were moving around actually they were airplanes but we didn't know it and would have never dreamed that one of those days was going to be flying around on those airplanes all over the world your life is a mystery <laughs>